Audio Frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield Dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, the daftest Scottish football podcast around. My name's Stephen Purden, and let's welcome the team. First, a man who is so scunnered with Neil Lennon that he's actually asking after Big Sam. It's Chris Toll. <laughs> Who's Sam? Back for your fucking annual leave slash PS5 day and half, man. How's things? Uh, yeah, all right, mate, all right. I, I'm not, you know what? I'm not fucking too enamoured with the PS5 yet, but I plugged that into the UHD TV last night. Right. Jesus Looks good, face, mate. Man. Looks good. Looks tremendous. Bye. That was just a throwaway line for say like that last night. Aye. Uh, big Sam. Where's Big Sam then? We so <laughs> you take Big Sam. Would you take Sam? him? Mate, I'd take you the now. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I don't think they would take me, but man, they'd be banners out there right away if I get fucking Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and now let's welcome a man who's been hanging about with Nick Nairn in Doogie Vipond this week. It oh, is. God. How's it going? How's it going? Aye, that That's was good, man. I was way up to Aberdeen there filming for a Hogmanay special. We uh, your Stone Island tap on? What? My Stone Island tap, <laughs> but, which I had to take off. They take off the label. Um, but because obviously I kind of put that in Hogmanay telly and I've lost the badge for it, so there you go. That's me well fucked. I think I've left it up there. But anyway, aye, it was good, man. Apart from putting my foot in it with the Gary Rhodes thing. Tell me the story. So we were filming for the Hogmanay programme, right? <laughs> It's nickname and Doogie Vipond. Mm-hmm. And nickname nickname called me Greedo, right? <laughs> and he'd been mega serious and Doogie was like, it's Greedo. And then five minutes later, he'd done it again. He called me Greedo. And I went, aye, all right, Gary Rhodes. And there was like, no reaction, right? There's no reaction. And then at the end, he came up to me and just watch that. He says, uh, Who said just know. watch that? Nickname, he says, I don't know, just watch that. He says, I don't know if you know, but Gary Rhodes died last year. And I'm like, I, I totally forgot about that. It's totally Shit. slipped through the net. Mate, Shit, I'm so usually, I was laughing there, I know. Mate, I know. I'm usually uh, up on my celebrity deaths, but that John, one cut totally... That, John. <laughs> I feel bad, man. No, oh, right. it's fine. It's fine. Trust me, it's fine. But then obviously I was like, Tim, I goes, you're joking, man. He wasn't your pal, was he? And he went, ah, he was my mate. I was like, fuck, <laughs> of course he was. Of course he was your pal. And then you know what, man? I, I bet you, 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 you're only pals with me. Nah, he was just my best man at my wedding. Man, <laughs> <laughs> man you like, you're only pals with me. Nah, he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> but, but you know that way, right? Uh, um, uh, they gave me a hot toddy on the show. So yep. I was half cut, and then we went for a couple of beers in the week in a hotel room. Socially distance, mind. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that way, I was sitting there half cut, Bob gone like that. Used to, must be worth a few barbies now. Oh, <laughs> I say, Saeed, I know I can fucking see this, man. <laughs> man, he actually I'm asked not. me how much money I had in the bank. Fuck's sake, man. And honestly, man, and you could tell the pure kind of bars from me. I was asking Nick Nairn, pure, the most questions that he's probably heard all his life. No, what about Gordon Ramsay, yeah? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. You still selling books and that? What's he doing with books, man? I goes, would that annoy you if I released a cookbook? Just <laughs> <laughs> Danny's not and Doogie Vipon try to get him on the pot. By the way, they were taught, they were brand new. Honestly, I, I got a nickname cooking book signed. Not that way. Go to page seven for the You're sitting there going like that, man, Nick. You're Nick. Have you ever been asked to go and do the live cooking on this morning? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's done that. Has he done it? Aye, you know uh, what I mean? What a fucking holly like. <laughs> 
what was it? I says to Doogie Vipond, I went, <coughs> you know, that way I asked him if he'd been on the podcast and he was like, ah, you put him on the spot. And he went, ah, I, I forget it. It's never mind me. You can tell he didn't know why that. But honestly, they were brand new. So look out for that in the new year. Uh, they cooked me a lovely, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what they made me, but it was. Which channel's got it BBC Scotland, would you think, mate? BBC Scotland, I Fucking think. Sky Atlantic. Big fucking cues, man, at the old fucking Odin and all that. <laughs> Nick Nair, Dougie Vipond and Grado, man. Yeah, I'll be trailer, get, I'll be trailer getting showed you fucking saying Explosions, explosions behind them and all that. Oh, aye. The <laughs> fucking a pure close-up of Grado's face and he turns around and calls fucking Nick Nair and Gary Rhodes, man. Then <laughs> Stop ripping the arse out of everything, come on. Fuck that's you, right. man. That's my Mitchell's fucking pal. <laughs> <laughs> He's not happy with this, look. Because look. we're sagging his new mates, look. John, cut that. <laughs> right, so anyway, this week, what's been happening in Scottish football? Well, we have to reflect on the death of an absolute legend, Diego oh, Maradona. That was that was a Saurian yesterday, man. That was a Saurian. It was, mate. For me, right, everybody says Kelly, right? But for me, Maradona is the greatest player to ever lace up a pair of football books. I agree. And do you know what? The reason for me, the reason is he done it throughout Europe as well. Pele done it in Brazil and internationally. But Maradona, with the bootstraps, dragged that Argentina uh, team to the World Cup. Right? If he's not in that team, they don't get close to it. No. I mean, I watched, a, I watched a highlights package of the 86 World Cup last night. And mm-hmm. see the amount of times he put players through with open goals and they missed it. Sorry. It's amazing how they won the World <laughs> Cup that year. Because without him, there would have been nothing, man. And, and you, I, sorry, no, just like what you're saying is right. And he done. I think at club level, he done the same in Napoli. They never won the league yep. without him. I mean, they Napoli were never they won the cup as well. Aye, they were never. They made, it wasn't the most fashionable move. Fashionable move for him to go for Barca to fucking Napoli. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. he he kind of he put Napoli on the map. Do you know what I mean? And I remember watching the documentary where. Italy came to the semi-finals or something to play Argentina at the World Cup right. and half of fucking Italy were supporting Argentina because of Maradona. I know. I know. You know what I mean? I saw that in the documentary. Just nice. that. You know what? Obviously, he had his issues and stuff like that. But, mate, that's how I think he's the best. He's flawed. Aye. His Aye. character's flawed. It shows that well, a lot to be of people fair, relate to him. To be fair, Kelly can't he get a hard done. There you go. He's always he's always on the erection problems, fucking advert man. <laughs> That's true. I think he, he was the best. In my opinion, he was the best. Scored his first goal for Argentina at Handen in 1979. Oh, there's that nice wee fact. Aye. Aye. And his very his first game as manager Argentina was at Hamden as well. I, I loved and, him. Man. He was, and what was it? He says he says sure the English may very well hate me, but the Scottish love me, and that's all that matters. That's a quote. Who'd he say that to, Hugh Evans? Peter Hilton. <laughs> man, that was a pure poignant moment if you ruined it, man. Sorry, man. <laughs> Maradona. Hugh Evans. <laughs> pure nice, pure poignant moment about Maradona, my greatest pleasure. Like, hey, hey, who'd he say that to, Hugh Evans? <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, you see the wee quote from Messi, I know. He's left us, but he's he's not gone, man, because Diego is eternal. You know what I mean? Right. 
question is, right? See if he's see if he's cremated, Yankee's ashes would get you for him. <laughs> <laughs> what a player, but what a player. But today, obviously, it's Thursday afternoon. We're recording ahead of the big European games. So let's just get to it, man. What's going on at Seattle? Let's get to it. What's going on? on, man? Oh, I've my phone. Oh, even a good banner. Are <laughs> 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 you right, Jackie McNamara? <laughs> it wasn't a good banner, but uh, you know, as as kind of as kind of high school ish as it was, I think all the points that they made in their statement were pretty accurate. I think uh, there's a there's a majority of Celtic fans that feel the same way as them now. See, this for me is mental when you actually look at the stats, right? What is it? He's of drew two games and lost one game start to the season. Do you not think this is a bit an overreaction because this is the first year he's really have had a challenge in terms of Rangers? Hey, bro, it's not happening. Have you watched this? I watched I watched it. He's played the best football I've seen. He's playing the last 20 minutes on Saturday. He's controlled the first off at Easter Road, I know. He's dead. There's no, there's no impetus. It's, I know they're, right. they're controlling the, the possession of the ball, but they're doing nothing with it. I don't see it happening this year. I just don't see it happening. Well, because it rained yesterday doesn't mean to say it's going to rain, rain the day, do you know what I mean? So, I, 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 obviously, every, every, every game that I watch... What a, what a tremendous turn of fate. Guess who I go that off? Guess who I go that off? You keep it. Fucking hell, man! That's a belt up. Do you, do you know what I love here, though, Chris? Is that these but, two are sitting, going, "Why, why keep Neil winning? Keep Neil winning? We know why they're they want to keep Neil winning. Why is he not giving them a chance?" Stevie, Stevie's watched three select games this season: one against Rangers, one against Sparta <laughs> Prague, and one against Tibbs. And the last two games, he was like that to me. That's the worst Celtic team I've ever seen in my fucking life. They're dreadful. No, I, gen- I, gen- I genuinely thought on su- on Saturday, um, hands up, fucking swear to God, I thought it was only a matter of time before Celtic scored. I thought they controlled the first off. And then it is just like they fucking imploded the second off. I think Lenny's doing a good job. I ain't not doing Right, old John sent something in the group chat the other day, and we'll talk about it now. The most random celebrity supporter has ever emerged, and it's how do you pronounce his first name, John? Is he? Is he? Is he a Whitlock Junior, aka Clay Davis from The Wire, aka the guy who says shit? What team is it that he supports? Mate, he supports Stenhouse Muir. Danny. Aye, he's supposed to stay Oh, me. I can smell a question in the question. Aye, as usual, man. <laughs> <laughs> when did you find that out, John? I was, no, John. He, he tweeted it. He tweeted it. He tweeted it. He randomly tweeted it. It's on socials. Aye, he tweeted a picture of him saying, bring, it's something like, bring on the Queen's Park or something, and a picture... Bring on, the spid- bring on the spiders, man. He photoshopped a picture of a steady top on top of his wire character. Oh How the fuck can Clay Davis be a Stenhouse Muir fan? I don't know, but it was... It's like, but honestly, it's a serious... It's his blue tick, he's got the blue tick and everything, and it, I was like, that's a light wind-up. But it's genuinely... So it must be genuine. It's genuinely him, and uh, he supports Steny. There you go. 
That's up there with fucking. That's up there with Ryan Reynolds fucking buying. Is it Wrexham? Wrexham. <laughs> I know just Ryan Reynolds. And the guy who fucking is always sunny. Aye, fuck's sake, man. Wow, right, boys, so, so, they, so there you go. Clay Davis is a Steny fan, right? And we asked on Twitter if you know any random supporters of Scottish teams. Sandy says, wait for this one, boys. Michael Pan also supports Steny. Oh, Michael Palin. Michael Palin. That's Palin. him that got his boys around the world. I remember that. I don't know. What do you think Michael Palin's famous for? I remember he's, sitting he's, at my grandma's. I'm on the Python, you fucking man. That's what I'm about to say. I'm, I'm intrigued to find out what Grado thinks he's famous for. No, I remember about two o'clock on a random Tuesday afternoon, I was at my grand's, and Michael Palin was on the telly because he travels the world, didn't he? Aye. And he aye. went into a sauna somewhere abroad and he had his boss out and he never fucking, they never like, disguised it. He was just walking about with his fucking tuto hanging out two o'clock during the day and it's always stuck with me. You sure that wasn't just one of your granny's videos? <laughs> <laughs> right. Mate, do you know something, man? You've, you've, you've had a right mad one and you've been out. And you went home and you fucking dreamt that. There's no way you no, saw no. Michael Palin. Trust me, Michael, trust me. Mike, Mike, Michael Palin was on the telly with Davina McCall's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon when you he went was, to the granny's. It was the 90s. I'm going to check YouTube. <laughs> it was the 90s. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Palin, it comes up. <laughs> oh, don't wait there. Mate, I'm going to do it. It comes up. It comes up. Wait, 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 I'm going to put this in the group chat, right? <laughs> don't. Oh, for this day. Gredo's fucking Google search history, man. Oh, fucking Michael, it. if you want to see a clip of this, sign up to the Patreon version. Wait there, hold on. Wait, hold on, wait there. By the way, it lads, is it just weird? Does it look as if he's got two wallies? Aye. Is he's long balls, man? I think he's long ball, Larry. Long ball, Larry, man. How okay. mental is it that that, that that stuck in my head if I was away? <laughs> it's on the internet. Anyway, he supports Terry Muir, so there you go. Right, Rab says Bradley Wiggins supports Rangers. Right, we know that, man. We know that. Right. We know he's a Rangers, man. I mean, Louis points out that Wagner from X Factor is a Dundee supporter. He's no, oh. he just. You get paid a tenner to say that. To say it. Louis, oh, there is hey, pic- there, Louis sent pictures of him on the pitch at Dens Park. Ah, he's he he getting paid. Is he getting paid? Oh, it's like, it's like he, he's got a mad like that, that cameo thing. It's a version oh. of that, really, where he gets fucking paid. He came on and sing songs, and obviously Dundee have jumped on the bandwagon because there isn't really any Dundee supporters out there. <laughs> and they go, Wagner, they come and fucking go on the pitch. You know what I, mean? I better delete this fucking history, man. I'm on ex hamster right. Michael Payne. <laughs> Wait a minute, what about the next one? What? Young, young, Sheld- is a- young Sheldon is a Falkirk fan. Who's Young no, Sheldon? Young Sheldon. Is that young- the, mad, the mad kid's show? He's a genius wee guy, isn't he? Aye, aye, aye. From aye, aye. And he's a bear aye. supporter, aye. True story. How that explain? John, he's pure proud as fuck. Wait a minute, how is that? But- because his granny comes from Falkirk. And he, he comes over here um, like for holidays and that. And there's a picture <laughs> doing the rounds with him in a, a Falkirk uh, tracksuit. 
We're sitting talking about young Sheldon and Grado sitting staring at fucking Michael Palin's Davina McCall's on X Hamster. This show's <laughs> fucked up today, man. Hello, man. Oh, Good right. Man. Anyway, on the show today, the football daft open line is back as we invite you onto the show to speak to myself, Stephen Keevens. We've got Graham Sutton and we've got Chris Delahunt. But My you don't God, have to talk man. about football. Talk about anyway. You should be fucking Keevens, mate. You just used one of his quotes earlier on about draining all that. I was like fucking. Park a caravan, the dogs keep fucking barking or something. That was up there with that, man. Genius, you liked man. it before you knew it was Kevin's. <laughs> right. No, I like Kevin's. I don't okay. fuck Kevin's. The seagulls follow the trawler because... Aye, that's... <laughs> oh, don't, don't. Makes me fucking feel sick. We've also got Alex from Trademate Sports who's got some top tips for bookie bashing this weekend. And on the big question, after the rendition of Saturday Night to Scotty Arfield song, David Marshall's now stolen it. And we'll have to ask if you ever your team ever adopted a pop song for a footballer. Do you know what I mean? Because it's a Scotty Arfield song, John. Sorry, this was well pointed out on Twitter. Don't worry, Stephen. Okay. I remember Celtic signed. Just save it for the questions, Chris. Save it for the question. <laughs> right, come on, we're here all day. And today's guest is a belter, as we are joined by former Dundee United, Hearts, and Scotland manager Craig Levine. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Right, troops, troops, troops. This is a part of the show where we give a big, massive shout out to our main sponsor. It is G4 claims. Nicole couldn't make it. Uh, so it's up to me. I know I'm no as good looking or is. Hang your, hang your every bit. It's good Thanks. looking, Stevie. Gredo, Gredo, you need to be quicker there, mate. Cheers, Tull. Thanks for that, mate. I you're, no, that. but you're not, you're not a man, Munter. That's for certain. No, I'm not a man, Munter. I'm a man, Munter. But, Nicole, can't make it. But, troops, everybody listening, remember, if you've been in a road traffic accident and you're not at fault, G4 Claims can make it easy for you. They can provide you with the complete accident management support you require. They'll recover their costs from the at-fault party, sort you right out with a like-for-like vehicle replacement, and they'll also organise your vehicle to be repaired at one of their approved body shops and return to you. Should your vehicle be deemed a write-off, they will recover the pre-accident value for your car and write you a big, fat cheque for it. And best of all, it won't cost you a penny as they charge the at fault insurance direct. Stevie, G4 I need to ask you, I need to ask you, can Neil Lennon phone G4 claims because he's been involved in a few fucking car crashes this year, isn't he? <laughs> Mate, do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? I think it's a good place for him to go. It's a good place because they could and... Do you know what? He might need to phone them, but because G4 claims don't call call. They don't, don't call, call call. They don't. Like, they Wait, don't did, call, he, did he collect your data? They don't buy data. And once they've processed your claim, your insurance will remain unscathed. So Neil could go into a winner here. And the best thing is, Nicole and the team over there don't take on your case if they don't think they can help. So if you, or if you know that Neil Lennon has been in a road traffic accident, or know no, somebody that has not. get... No, I'm saying if he has been. I'm saying if he has been. Right, get on to G4 Claims on 01698 767 172. That's 01698 767 172. Get them at notatfaultclaim.com or find them on social media at G4 Claims Limited. G4 Claims, not, not at, at fault claims. Made easy. Easy, easy. Well, 
welcome once again to the Football Daft Open Line. Anything goes in this phone-in. Uh, you can talk football, you can talk Scott squad, you can talk about the fact that Chris wants Big Sam as the Celtic manager. It's entirely... I do not want Big Sam as the Celtic manager. I just mentioned him. I said, what you say to sell? Would you take Big Sam? I didn't say I wanted him. But I tell Did you, you take what, him back? I'd take you. I've got the both ease in now, you beauty. <laughs> so as usual we have a panel of football experts um, and I use that term in the loosest fashion it's Stephen Cavins, Graham Sutton and Chris DL let's move on Chris to- DL? no wait get, hold on Chris Delahunt get it right right Chris Delahunt there we go we'll upgrade you so let's move on to our first caller I'm at Grado Greedy <laughs> Grado Greedy Grado Greedy uh, let's move on to our first caller and our first caller today is David Lumsden yeah, How you doing, man? Somebody that beat me at a football game. I'm, I'm alright, yourselves? Good to be back. Have your hearts, Chelsea, you've got on now? Aye. So, what are you doing with yourself, mate? What's, what's happening? How's things? Uh, aye, alright. I suppose just missing football is every other football fan in Scotland. Aye, yeah, I know you're only asking us a question, uh, right? David, not every not every football fan in Scotland. I'm sick of the sight of football without <laughs> <laughs> my man. Well, I, well, I can imagine. I know you're here to ask us, but I want to ask you, man, would you make the Hearts documentary? Uh, well, I thought it was just going to be like a half-nominated un- comedy, to be honest, but it was actually, <laughs> it was actually really... It was actually good, wasn't really it? Aye, I enjoyed it. I thought Stendhal was treated like... By the way, it, I feel terrible, man. On. Davey, it couldn't be a BAFTA nominated comedy Gradle, wasn't he, in it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't, no, but Gary Locke was. He was great. <laughs> Oh, he was certainly. Oh, man, David Brent, man. What, what point would you like what, to make to the panel? What the question I, what, the question I wanted to ask was, is obviously some lower league teams, like obviously they rely on, like say, like Sterling Albion, Albion Rovers and stuff, rely on like um, like the revenue for tickets to actually survive. But in some cases, these, like even like an English Premiership and in the Scottish Premiership, do you think football would... Like even Scotland football without fans, do you think it, it's in some cases a blessing in disguise? That's a good question, by the way. Mm-hmm. I've made uh, this point. I've made this point before, David Wright, and I, I've especially noticed it down in England. I think players are playing with a lot more freedom, and you're seeing a lot more creativity, and you're seeing a lot better goals, and you're seeing some freakish results as well, which you don't 100%. tend to get when it. See, like they have, I always go back to the Aston Villa Liverpool game. See, for no, fans yeah. in that stadium, there's no fucking way that that's the result. There's no <laughs> way that that's the result. If there's in fans game. in that stadium, it's seven to Liverpool. Aye, probably, aye, probably, aye, mate. Aye. So, aye, I think, I think it can be a, a good thing. But also think like in cases like Celtic, especially, um, I think the, the the players are missing the fans being behind them. Aye, and I think that that's a, that's a big thing that's causing causing the performances to drop as well, mate. I think it's been I think it's been good for the Rangers team this year because you're seeing players that struggled last year or at least struggled halfway through the game and kind of never recovered. Whereas now the players are playing with confidence; they don't have any groans, moans, exactly. the back of any stray pass. They're playing with the confidence. I think it really has been a blessing for Rangers. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's all to do with the fans. I think. Mm-hmm. That would be daft to say that. That would be stupid. But I definitely don't no. think it's hurt as yet. Uh, yeah, it's not hurt as yet because I like think... so we're about to play. We're about to play. Um, thing with the night. Who playing the night? Benfica. Benfica. You know, uh, a night like this, this that cries out for Rangers European night. Us. So it's it's. But it was a game at the start of the season at Ibrox where 
we played Kilmarnock at Ibrox and again we huffed and puffed a wee bit that we got the result in the end. Games like that at the start of the season when you're trying to break teams down it's the low block, Ibrox can be a horrible place to play your football sometimes and I think a lot of oh, players, the fans jump on their back so I think it has benefited, benefited us a wee bit but I think what Toll's saying as well what you're saying there as well, that goes for Hearts, especially David Wright, because oh, see, Hearts, see Time Castle, mm-hmm. see, if you've ever been there for a game, aye, that aye. stadium is on top of the pitch. See, at the end of last season, Hearts weren't they playing well, they were losing games and stuff like that. Losing games. But you understand what I'm saying? Like, see that, aye, that aye, kind aye. of monkey off the back thing where You've not got the, the, the fans in on top of it, Carson. <clears throat> I know that can uh, serve Hearts well. Like mm-hmm. I, it was just weird last season because like Hearts only won four league games last season and twice was at Easter Road. Right, ah, so, yes, right. And it's one no against Rangers as well. Uh what Rangers and then St Mirren. So we can beat Aye. Rangers in the cup, then beat Hibs and then we Aye. get beat off St Mirren. That's right. Do you think that was yeah. Daniel Stendhal's kind of like finest moment then? Because he loved that day, didn't he? Oh, 100%. I think, like, can I swear on the podcast? Yes. Of course. <laughs> Fuck. 100%. Like, even for the documentary, Stendhal was treated quite shit, I'd say, by Anne Budge. And, like, as much as I'm happy Robbie Nielsen's back, because he is a good, he done well on his first spell at Hearts, Daniel Stendhal did have a lot more to offer, bearing in mind mm-hmm. in that spell, we had sacked Levine. And then because Levine's contract wasn't up, Stendhal was actually working for Levine because Levine went back up to the boardroom until his contract ran out at the end of the season. Well, right, we'll find out from Craig Levine later in the interview, Dan, uh, David. What we'll the see what he feels. There. We'll see what we'll he see says. You get any messages you want to pass on to him? Oh, no. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right, because right, we've already done the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake, Chris Toll. Right, <laughs> David, thank you very much. Oh, for thank, thank you, David. Cheers, man. Thanks for coming on. Um, next uh, caller up is Jim, and Jim wants to talk about um, a charity that he's um, got set up. Hi guys, thanks for inviting me on here. Uh, How you doing, Jim? Ahead and go on, mate, guys, just just explain exactly what it is. Yeah, go take, the floor, take, take the floor, Biggin. Take the floor. My name's Jim Gilmer. I stay up in Anstruther in Fife, uh, and I've got a son, Cameron, who's four, nearly five. He's five next week. Uh, Cameron's got uh, he's actually got quite a long-winded thing: spastic quadriplegia cerebral palsy which basically means Cameron can't walk, he can't crawl. And unless we try and do something about this, he's, not, he's never going to be able to, basically. Uh, so what we've done is we've set up a charity through a charity called Just for Children. Um, we've got a fundraising page to try and raise as much money as we can because we've found out about an operation in America for Cameron. Uh, it's SDR. It's basically what they do is they, it's an operation in the spine which frees things up for him and they can then work on him and build all his muscles up and hopefully get him up on his feet and well, probably crawling to start with. But you never know the advances in medicine and stuff. Maybe in years to come, you might be able to walk. And that's the hope that we've got. It's basically, it's not really, if I'm being honest with you guys, it's not really an appeal for money. Obviously, that'd be great if guy, people see the fundraising page and donate whatever they can. But it's more that I've been I've contacted all the football teams, basically over Britain, trying to get signed strips, etc. But because of COVID, we can't get anything because they're not able to get into the clubs to get the signatures off the players because they're in bubbles. Uh, so yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't know if this will be any, any use to you, mate, but yeah. I'd be happy to donate one of my strips and I'll get the boys to sign it. I, I don't know I'll if that'd be, be any great, use. Chris. As I say, anything at all, mate, absolutely anything at all. 
Uh, I've got wrestling gear. I've got wrestling gear. Wrestling. I've got. I've got plenty of merch, mate. If you're going to do a fundraising thing, I, I would absolutely. Right. Well, be, what, what be, we've been, what we've been doing, Grado, is we've been doing kind of on. on well, I've got a lot of donations for golf clubs. I'm a golfer myself, which probably you probably find boring, you know. But it's, golf's a great game. Right. Uh, I love golf, I, I, I've contacted. I've contacted a lot of golf clubs, and they've donated like green feet, uh, green uh, tee times, four balls, and stuff like, that, and some golf equipment. And we've been doing online auctions. But it'd be great to get the football kind of family involved, you know, and get, get right. strips options and stuff. So I know that that's quite popular with people. And because it's obviously for a children for a children's charity, people can relate to that. Most folk most folk have got kids, you know what I mean? So can, they can relate to that. So as I say, any help at all, it's not really an appeal for money, as I say. It's an appeal because I know you've got contacts that I haven't got uh, within mm-hmm. the footballing world. So anything at all, guys. And yeah. if I can send details to you, could you maybe even just Share it on your Twitter and yeah. stuff like that. Of Absolutely. course, mate. I'm a hundred percent, mate. We will definitely. What I'm Jim, is basically, you know, football daft. If anyone's listening to the podcast and can help Jim out, we'll put all the details up on our Twitter. And also, Jim, when we get back into the studio and all this sort of yeah. nonsense is finished, we'll get we'll put up an auction, a studio experience, so someone can come into the studio, sit, pull, interview the guests chat with the boys, we'll get them on the show. So we'll, we'll sort of... I, I might, I might even on. tell them my big brother story. There you go. <laughs> so, we, can, we can keep that for later then. <laughs> Listen, Jim, thank you very much for coming I on. Keep... If anyone is want to help can help out Jim, um, we'll put all the de- your all your details up on the, the Twitter on f- football that right. cheers, Jim. Oh, all the best. Cheers, Jim. Thanks a lot, mate. Bye bye. Cheers, mate. See you later, Jim. All the best. Let's move on to our next caller, who is Davy, who has a couple of questions for you. How you doing, Davy? Hey, how's it going, my man? <laughs> you call me boring. <laughs> for all the podcast listeners, Davey's got a beer in hand and obviously getting ready for the Rangers game tonight. Lovely, mate. Looks good. I don't, I don't like this guy. <laughs> yes, you're my favourite pundit. <laughs> you know that? I really like this guy. Right. For the last couple of weeks, he's been my favourite pundit. I know, to be honest with you. <laughs> He's easily offended, though. He's easily offended. David, you're through to the panel. What would you like to say to them? So, obviously, there's a lot going on in the football world. I like to take us all away for that. A wee bit of chill time. Take Chris away for the depression and kind of own up to to life. You know what I mean? So, this is what I'm saying. I don't know whether I should tell you the story and then ask you the question or ask you the question and then tell you a story. I'll leave it up to story, you. Give us the story first. She's a story. She's a story. Right, so I was 26. I'm 34 the now. So 26, I was a nightclub DJ. I worked Thursday to Sunday, four nights a week. At that age, I was on Tinder, daft. Just swink my everything and anything, no matter what they looked like, where they were fae. You know what I mean? So this lassie... <laughs> Me and her, <laughs> this lassie, me and her, honestly, the banter right from the start, I was like, oh, this is good. And she was dead forward. And I thought, oh, fuck, this is an easy one, this. So, right in about it, uh, Wednesday night was like my Saturday night. So, we arranged to go. Do you know where Missoula is in Glasgow? Nice. Right, so, so, we arranged to meet in there. So, everything was going fine, texts, exchanging, all that. And she was dead forward, dead flirty, and I'm like, oh, can't wait till Wednesday. So <laughs> Wednesday comes, and about four o'clock in the afternoon, she sends me a text, still on for the night. I'm like, aye, no bother. She's like, meet me in Missoula. And I'm like, right, okay. So then the alarm bell starts to go, and I'm like, 
why would you ask me to meet you in the pub? Surely you want to meet at the train station or whatever if you're meeting somebody for the first time. So... I know what's coming here. Right, so in I go, right? In I go and choking, choking for it. So that's how I'm away, you know what I mean? I'm honest enough to admit it. So in I goes in Missoula and I'm in about 15 minutes early. So I'm in at quarter past seven and I'm supposed to be meeting her at half seven. So goes in, goes to the guy at the bar. I says, he's a bottle of Peroni. So I'm like, ah, oh, my fucking Peroni. Drinking it like juice. I says, he's another one. <laughs> So I starts looking at the watch and I'm going, oh, fuck, where the fuck is she? Starts getting my phone out, starts playing with my phone. I start to get nervous. So half past seven, sure enough, there's no sign here. And I'm like panicking now. What a, a bound this guy is. I'm hanging on every fucking word. <laughs> so anyway, as you know, Missoula, they've got that kind of L-shaped bar. So they've got the main bar. And then it breaks for where the kitchen is and the waiting staff go through it. And then there's a wee bar at the top corner, right? right. So it gets to about 28, and I see this bird peer run at the, the L-shaped bar and she's making direct eye contact with me. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Right? And I was like, and why is she looking at me? <laughs> right? I said, have I got something on me or all that? So I'm getting really nervous at this point. So I just start playing with my phone casually and turning away. And then having that wee odd look behind me and she's <laughs> she's getting closer, right? So I'm like, oh, fuck, no, no, what's happening? So I get the phone out, I'm on the Tinder. I'm on that lassie that I'm supposed to be meeting's profile and I'm flicking through all the photos. And lo and behold, in a couple of the group photos is this bird that's walking closer to me. So I'm trying to process all this information and she's like fucking there by now. So I'm like, what the fuck be a day? And she goes, David? And I'm like, hi. <laughs> right? And she goes, like, eh, I believe you were here to meet eh, Sarah. I'm Amy. I might have some explaining to do. So I'm like, at this point, what the fuck do I do? Right? What the fuck do you do? So I'm like, Right. At that point, I should have, I should have ran out. That, that was the cue to go, but I didn't. I was choking for it, so I stood. Right. So, so I'm like, right, right. What, what are you drinking? Right. I says, fun as I see, and I'll bring it here. So she was a white wine, and I'm like, to the boy, I says, give two bottles of beer. So, so I comes there, and I finds out where she's sitting, and I'm like, right. So, so what's the script here? She's like, right. I've not been exactly honest. The person you've been texting is me. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm like, all oh, right, well, that's no right. That's no how it should be. And just, I'll hear your story out, so just tell me. So she was going on about having low self-esteem. She used her pal, who she thought was the most beautiful, using her pics and all that. So essentially, I was catfished. So I'm listening to her rambling, rambling, rambling. I'm like, oh, no, I need to get myself out of here, right? So she's like, ah, now after I've told you all this information, are you like, can we just go in with the date now? And I'm like, eh, well, you know what I mean? I says, <laughs> if, if, if this was a guy doing this to a bird, right, it would be chastised on the group chats, on WhatsApp, on social media. It would be, hang me. So I'm like, listen, I appreciate you being honest eventually, but we started off on a wrong note. I can't see it going any further than that. So I'm all right to stay out the night. We'll have a drink. We'll have a laugh. But hang. So at that point, she goes, do you know what? I'll just leave it. Um, 
uh, I'll just go home if that's all right. And I'm like, oh, no, that's cool, that's cool. So she gets up, puts the coat on, turns around, and then fucks her drink right in my fucking face. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So I'm like, fucking hell, right? But you know what's worse than that? See the bouncers in Missoula? Come running up to me like I was some sort of domestic abuser, huckled me and took me at the fucking pub. <laughs> Catfish. I was the guy that the fucking bouncers had seen as the fucking. <laughs> and here's this psycho bird with fucking voodoo dolls and everything in her bedroom doing that. Fucking <laughs> 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 So, so Davey, what's your question? <laughs> <laughs> So my question is, have you ever been catfished? No, mate. Catch you later, bud. I can't I can't That's terrifying, mate. That's that is terrifying. terrifying. But that's the world we, that's the world we live in now. Social mate, media, everything's all good. You know what I mean? It's... I can't terrifying. believe how mega common it is, man. You what you what, turn on one of the channels MTV and it's on for nine o'clock to seven at night, catfish, and there's about four or five in every episode. You mean, how common is this? What one's Davies? Is it episode one or two? <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do, you know, do you know the worst it is, Tay? I could see the point if I was like fucking top class. Mega tiny. I know. I'm a guy monta. Do you know what I mean? Like a guy monta. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I see that ice spot, mate. You made it. You'd get a lucky escape now. Aye, it's see if you see if you block the road. You could be a statistic, you know. <laughs> I thought you were going. To... <laughs> I thought you were going to turn around and say, "No, we've had like three wins together and all that." You've been there all these years. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what well, I will say is right. If you think that was good. Wait till my Alan McLaren story. I'll come on next week and tell you that. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how do we get Alan McLaren on the on the on the show? I know. Hey, quit this up, Jamie. Thanks. All the best. Yeah, Morning, Rangers, yeah. right, mate? Morning, Rangers. <laughs> Well, we'll hear more about Al McLaren and Davey uh, next week. Let's move on to our final caller on the open line. Um, it is Dylan. Dylan, right, welcome. To the show. Cheers. Right, I've just got, I've got a question for Avdi. Um So, if it was obviously Rangers or Celtic, um, if you had the chance to choose between winning league or winning Europa League, what would it be this season? The league. The league. The league. The league. Oh, the league. 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 The See Rangers played great this full season. It goes to the to the end. We win the Europa League, but we miss out the title. It would be a still a gutting season, <laughs> wouldn't it? It would be weird, wouldn't it? Aye, think of the financial, think of the financial side there. But look at the amount of money we'd make and all the the, the players would get well up in value. Could be right. Disney Mara wouldn't clear your overdraft. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, Darren. But it's just it's like. It's such a monumentally important season. Like if Celtic do this this season, they win the league. You're never going to hear the end of it. Oh, you know what it's like? I'm, I'm, I'm bad. What, what about you, Dylan? What would, what would you rather? Yes, I'd rather see win the Europa League. To be honest, right. there but you go. I, I do get that. Ask, ask me this one. Would, would, would you rather? Would I rather win the league if Rangers won the Europa League? Aye. Because that's a question, isn't it? Stevie, would you rather win the league but Celtic win the, the Europa League? 
That's a hard question, isn't it? My, 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 my internet's crashed. Oh, I don't want to answer that, mate. I don't know. But, mate, fucking Sparta Prague pumped two with four lines of nature. Aye, Chris, this is fiction. Just you shut up, Falkirk, all right? You need to make these hypothetical questions a bit, a bit realistic tool. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Dylan, thanks very much for coming on. Hope you're quite yeah, well. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers Dylan. Dylan. Enjoy the fuck of the night. Enjoy the game of night, Money Rangers. Well, that's it for the open line this week. There'll be more chances to come on and making your point to the panel next week. Football Dafts. Big question. This week's big question is inspired by the Rangers fans singing the Scotty Arfield <laughs> song to the tune of Saturday Night. and Scotland players singing about the Also, <laughs> Yes, that as well. So we asked, is there any pop songs you've heard adopted into football chants? No, I can't hink you anymore. I can hink you, man. I can hink you, man. Shelly signed this guy for Arsenal on loan years ago called Jeremy Ali Adier, right? I remember him. Right. And I'm certain, I don't know if I've made this up in my head myself, right? But I'm certain there was a song. Whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, Ali Adia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certain, I'm certain that was a song. I'm certain it was. Oh, there was one for Barisic recently. Remember the fucking Culture Club song? Come, 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 They sang Bonna, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure I've shouted this out in the podcast before, but it was actually my, my brother's pal we were sitting. I, I can't remember if we're talking about Diddy I got. And, uh, Diddy I got? I, Diddy I got. <laughs> 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 Diddy I got. What is it they sing for Ryan Kent and all Rangers fans sing for Kent? Uh, Kent will tell you Kent apart. Tell you but apart. I remember we sang that for John Fleck years ago. Nah, that's, that's been done a few times. I, that's been all the original for that. Ryan Kent. Must have. Aye, gigs. Who? Ryan Kent. Oh, we never heard it. We forgot about the never one. Never heard him. It was right, an absolute okay. terrible. It was an absolute terrible one. For, I don't. It was one of my mates came up for it for Falkirk. Oh. Oh, did they? It was like it was, we just signed it. it was then the like we just saved ourselves a relegation and Yogi went out and signed Neil McCann, Stephen Presley, Jackie McNamara for Falkirk. So it was that end of the season game when everyone's pissed. We're waiting to Kilmarnock and we're all in the pub, and this boy just started right. He tuned to the Macarena, right, and he went. He just started singing in the pub. Ding da da ding da ding McNamara. Ding da ding 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 McNamara. Ding 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 McNamara. Hey McNamara. That's leaving a good song, man. Bastard, I was going to say that. I know, man. Remember, remember the one on for last season. Ryan sent it in here when they not last season, two seasons ago. They started singing Michael Lustig Hole again. Oh, oh, that's terrible. That's the, that's the cringiest one ever. K, K. McKee says Nacho Novo version of Macho Man by the Village People. I remember that. <laughs> Nacho, Nacho Man. Oh, here you go, Gredo. Alan, Alan says the DDR. I got one, but he also uh, does says, he? Not in. He also, he also says the Lion King. Ah. Starts with Arsene Wenger. Arsene Wenger. Reese Anderson says, What's the story, Ball and Goalie? You sang that though. 
I, was, I, I, I never sang it personally, no. But <laughs> that, that, that worked for Ross McCrory, I remember. What's the story, yeah, Ross, Ross McCrory? I, I think that was actually, I think Ross McCrory one actually came first, if we're honest. All right. Uh, so, so I think we stole that one for Bowling Golly. Uh, oh, fuck, it's just cool, been man. dead, it? It's just been dead. <laughs> I built him. Hey, hey, well, Ryan says, Alfredo. <laughs> Alfredo, Alfredo, to the tune of the banana splits. What's the banana splits? I just know the song. I don't know. Alfredo, Alfredo. What I like about that is, does it not go into the that anti Buffalo Soldiers? So they go, Alfredo, 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 Alfredo. And then what is it? Buffalo Soldiers. And then does it not kick back into Alfredo, Alfredo? So it's a mix. It's a fuse. Oh, it's like, it's Fred, like fucking no, giant bunnies at Ibrox. They, they start singing, Alfredo Murray. Oh, like the other one's just, oh, it's like, Alfredo, Alfredo. Right, cool, man. Cool, man. Right, so then cool, man. <laughs> David Kerr, to five, keep on moving. Get on up when you're yeah, done. Sing it. Oh, sing it. When you're I'm done. not singing that. Come on, get we know it's not much, but it's okay. We got Camara for 50k. St. <laughs> <laughs> Mirren supporter says, Michael, sorry, St. Mirren supporter Michael McMillan says, the buddies shout Obika to the tune of Tequila by the Champs. What does that go like, John? Obika. Ian says, when the ball's in the air and it's not Big Pierre, that's the canio. When the ball's in the air, you sing it again. You're the singer, mate. When the ball's the ball. in the air and it's not Big Pierre, it's the Cario. That's great. <laughs> That's great, good. I remember so that. Guys, thanks, thanks, thanks for your thanks for your input there, guys, and keep those 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 uh, answers to the big question coming in. Yeah, do that back again. <laughs> <laughs> Football daft with G Four claims been involved in a road traffic accident. Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com At Football Daft, we want to help you with this brand new way to beat the bookies. It's called TradeMateSports.com It's a new tool for sports traders that calculates the true odds of a sports event and signals when the bookies make mistakes so you can exploit them using value betting. In the global sports betting markets, there are a few market leaders that the rest of the market for those trade mate sports have worked to identify these market leaders which has enabled them to calculate the true odds in different sports markets the true odds being the odds that most accurately reflects the actual probability of an outcome now because bookies offer different odds on the same games inefficiencies inefficiencies oh, easy for you to say uh, occur in sports betting markets their algorithm compares the true odds to the odds of more than 100 bookmakers to look for deviations then signals these deviations in real time enabling you to exploit them here's alex from TradeMate sports to give you a few tips for this weekend He's had winners all the way so far, so fingers crossed. Hey guys, Alex here from TradeMate Sports again. Okay last week, got one win, one loss. So we're sitting at three out of four now with our tips so far. Our tips for this week, back to the EPL once again. We're going with two plays in the Leeds-Everton match on Saturday. So the two we've got for you is Leeds plus 0.5. Try and find odds at 2.0 or better. And we're going the overs too. So over 2.75 goals at 
two or better. Good luck with your bets this weekend. So get involved with TradeMateSports.com right now and support Football Daft by checking out the link in the episode bio or heading to our social media, Football Daft Pod on Twitter or just the plain old Football Daft on Facebook. Let's get bookie bashing. Football Daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. It's time to play the Pro Set Playoff with PiesSports.com. Um, that's our new sponsor on it. Scottish football fans eat over a million pies a year and we want to bring you the real taste of Scottish football in the form of some brilliant pies. You can get Scotch pies, steak and gravy pies, macaroni pies, chicken and chorizo, curry pies. You can get them all and get them yours for the weekend for the games you can order them at pattysports.com or you can call their SOS hotline which is 0141 739 9999 that's 0141 739 9999 and they'll be able to get sorted for you if you give them 48 hours they'll have you your pies round for the weekend um, delivery of the pies is free of charge um, you can check out their website check where they'll deliver to on your postcodes and they'll either deliver them Friday or Saturday so you've got them for the games that weekend boys you've had the pies wonderful aren't they I phenomenal. Phenomenal. Well, they're the berries they're the berries to be honest with you Aye, you know what good. you know what I've won this the last couple of weeks and I've mm. still gave the pies away see if I win this week I'm going to keep them for myself because they're bloody delicious absolutely <laughs> yours are on the way mate yours are on the on the way so don't you worry about that um, tiny <laughs> But your chance to, to win them, you have to come on and play one of the boys. We've got the 91-92 Pro Set card uh, is in front of us. Grado, listen, I know you, you, you're you getting sick and fed up because the players are too old on this one. We've had several... Complete... I'm, I'm the top of the league, so... Yeah, I know you are, mate. I know you are. Oh, wait, I've, won, I've won the last three weeks in a row. I won it last week, you were off, mate. Oh, oh, listen, hey, guys, guys, come on, man. A lot of people have been saying the players are too old. We we don't know what who they are. So what I'm going to do from next week, I am going to each week we're going to change a change up the seasons and we're going to do a different player from seasons. Good, nice. You've been saying that for about a month. Do you stop your moaning? You're in a right hey, you're, Honestly, I, John, John, I'm with you here. He's acting like a big hardy. Absolutely, come on now. Right, anyway, so that's what's going to happen for next week. But this week we're still on the pro set cards, and we've got a contestant on to play. It's Ross. Hi, Ross. Welcome, Ross. How you doing, mate? Where are you, where are you, where are you, Ross? Stay in Calton. Whereabouts? Would you want my exact address? Yeah. Are you near the? Are you near the healing Jesse? Just from the corner, mate. Aye. Aye, that's what my granny said. What about the fire station? Ah, well, that's just a wee bit further in the corner, but aye. Calton's yeah. second appliance is the busiest pump in Europe. Aye. Ross is like, right, can we go back? Is come up? Ross is going to come up, I think, with a couple of creepy bastards, Grado. <laughs> right, well, let's get on with the quiz then. Ross, um, in front of me, I've got the Pro Set playoff cards from the 91-92 season. I'm going to read the description of the player on the back. Um, you've got to buzz in with a buzzer when you know the answer. Um, if you do buzz in, you don't get to continue, and it gets handed over to the other player. And if none of you get the description by then, I flip over the card so you can see the picture. Uh, what's your buzzer going to be, Ross? Oft. Oft. Right, we'll find out who you're playing. We've got to draw out a name here. So I'm just going into my hat. 
And the name coming out is Stephen Purton. So, Stephen, what's your buzzer going to be? Uh, Wow. Wow. (laughs) Excellent. Right, okay. So here's the first player out of the deck. This player made his league debut for Cowdenbeath in 1982 and his special defensive skills soon caught the attention of Harps, who signed him in 1982. Stephen Purton. Oh, no, that, that was Ross. Ross. Oh, is that Ross? Okay, Aye. Ross. Craig Levine. Craig Levine, Craig today's guest on the show. It is correct. 1-0 Ross. Next player out of the deck. This player was at the centre of a bizarre tug of war between the football associations of England and Scotland last season. Scotland wanted to play him, but the FA would not agree that Scotland had any claims on the English-born player. Doft. Ross. Nigel Spikeman. Soon, oh, destroyed, man. Absolutely. I knew, I knew Craig Levine, I just wasn't fast enough, man. I didn't know Spike. Ah, cool, so, uh, well done, Ross. Um, pie's on the way to you this weekend, courtesy of piesports.com. Um, so, enjoy those. And remember, you can get sorted out uh, like Ross for pies for the games this weekend. Just head to their website and pick one of their fantastic packages. <laughs> well, play, oh, Ross. Football daft. With G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. Let's welcome to Football Daft a man who is a player who was a no nonsense centre half with over 400 appearances for Hearts. As a manager, he took charge of Cowden Beef, Hearts twice, Leicester, Rafe Rovers, Dundee United, and of course, Scotland. It's Craig Levine. Craig, how you doing, my man? Very well, thank you. Do you know what? I must admit, been doing this for about a year and a half now. I don't think I've been more excited for an interview than an interview with you. And we've just we've just done a wee bit for the Patreon there, where we ask you 10 questions. You can see that on the Patreon. And do you know what? I'm watching you on your, the, screen, the screen, Craig. And see, when I saw you laughing, man, it gave me a nice wee... Did you just feel this, boys? A nice wee <laughs> feeling seeing Craig laughing and having a joke. It's brilliant because you, we don't always get to see that side of you. And we'll tell you to let off your steam. Listen, you're with your pals today, Craig, right? We're going to have a wee bit of carry on. <laughs> A wee bit of laugh. It's just let everything out. All your steam. I'd, I have to say that you're one of my favourite trollers in football. Do you know what I mean by that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We, I was That's watching a guy. clip. A clip That's this morning. Of you, of you when when uh, <laughs> I'm bringing this up already, right? But I've been laughing at it all morning. And it was after the the natural order carry on, and it cuts to you. And, you, and, and the journalists are asking about it, and you go, what is it you say? You go, that's a good He's laugh at it. That's <laughs> a good laugh at it. Then it cuts to Lenin going, I didn't find it funny. I didn't find it funny. <laughs> I've been watching that all morning. So I've been buzzing to talk to you, but we'll, we'll, we'll maybe get to that unless you want to say something about that. Then, you know? <laughs> we'll get there. Right, we'll get there. We'll get there. First of all, we want to talk. It's, it's the day after uh, Diego Maradona sadly passed away. Uh, we need to ask you about Maradona. You made your Scotland debut against Argentina in 1990. I don't think he played. Uh, no, he didn't play in that game. He, he must have been going to be playing and shit himself or something. <laughs> 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 did you ever have any encounters with Maradona over the years? Did you ever bump into him? Or? I didn't, no. didn't. I didn't. Uh, wasn't fortunate enough to... Uh, I thought he was going to play in that game. There was rumoured that he was going to play in the game that I played, but... Um, yeah, by the way, you must have been shitting yourself. <laughs> uh, the, I mean, the, the wonderful players at that time, you know, I just, that was my debut actually for Scotland. That, that yeah, right. um, and we won, which I thought was, was uh, that was brilliant. Stuart McKimmy, I think it was, that scored the, 
the yeah. winning goal. Yeah, so, um, but I mean, at that time, I think he'd been, it'd been rumoured that he was, you know, the next sort of greatest kid to come out of that part of the world. Um, but unfortunately, didn't he play in, in that match? But I mean, what I, I watched the documentary about him recently, it was fantastic. Right. Really it's enjoyed brilliant, it. It's great, it's great. Really enjoyed it. And, it. and it's funny how these some of these extremely talented people are, are their lives are so chaotic off the field, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, Gascoigne as well, you know, who was just an unbelievably talented player, but but you know, sometimes not. The full shilling, you know. Aye, aye, aye. Speaking of great sporting documentaries, right? Yeah. The Hearts documentary, I've loved it, man. Superb. Aye. Don't get me wrong, the last episode there on Monday, I've got to admit, I felt heartfelt sorry for Stendhal, the way that kind of um, ended for that guy, but I suppose that happens in football. But did you manage to watch all three episodes, <laughs> Craig? I've got the three of them uh, backed up to watch them. Um, I'm going to get myself a nice bottle of wine and sit there and watch all three together. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. I can't believe you've no saw it yet. No, it's you on... You want your dog with What have you been up to? Well, it's on a <laughs> night, and I'm, I do that uh, thing for the BBC every <coughs> night. So, um, I, I just... What would you call it? You look to say taped it, I taped it, aye. Aye, taped it, get old Sky Plus. Aye. So, I, I've done that, so I'm going to watch it. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I mean... The, some people have been sort of contacted me about it and it, when the, they started to do it I mean it's quite bizarre they started filming then I got the bullet and I, so I never really I never really spoke to, to anybody from the, mm-hmm. the, the programme um, sort of on, on camera anyway um, but I liked the people who were doing it and it actually wasn't really meant to be the sort of Sunderland documentary or Leeds documentary. It wasn't meant to be like that. It was just more about having a look behind the scenes. But I think everybody, because of what happened, uh, you know, with the COVID and also me leaving, Daniel coming in, he left. You know, Austin was, was in charge for a while. There was all that stuff going on. I think everybody was wanting to see what happened and, and what, you know, what situations arose. But it wasn't meant to be like that. It was just meant to be more of a, a behind-the-scenes thing um, and not so much just about the football. Right. Would you would you have been comfortable with cameras like following your boot? Because obviously... Not really. Kind of... no. not really. No. No. I mean, I did my best to get sacked so I wouldn't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, then. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Because, um, I, I mean, it, did, it, was, it felt as if when I was watching it, I was... Because you're obviously saying that wasn't their intention to film like that, but I was watching. It, I'm going. Have BBC went? Oh, this is uh, this is going to get dramatic here. This is going to get, you know, Hearts are they playing well? They're they're at the bottom of the league. Um, let's get in about this and then film the the carnage. Do you know what I mean? But it was never like that, no. No, there was none of that. Yeah. But but since you've right, so since you've left Hearts, Craig, what have you been doing? What have you been up to? Part first, seen you in the BBC and stuff, and doing some things there. But what else have you been doing? Yeah, I've been I've been doing bits and pieces of that, but uh, mainly just following all the the rules and uh, trying to behave myself. Aye. Um, so it's it's getting a bit monotonous now, to be honest. But, Aye. You know, hopefully, it'll all be done soon. Aye. I hope so. Grado's Grado's got a great uh, a great catchphrase. It's something I've always wanted to ask you, right? But this is legitimately something I've always wanted to ask you. What was said between you and Graham Hogg? Well, before or afterwards or during? Uh, what, what caused it? What caused it? 
Uh, nothing, really. Um, <laughs> I mean, Hoggy and I got on really well and still do. And uh, it would been, if I remember correctly, it was such a long time ago, but if I remember correctly, it was a pre-season match. And, uh, Wraith Rover, Tommy, it? was against Wraith. And Tommy McLean had come in as the, as the manager. I think, he, I think it was Joe Jordan before him, if I remember rightly. I'm not 100% sure, but Tommy had come in. Pre-season had been poor. We hadn't been playing very well. And uh, we were terrible in that match against Wraith Rovers. And... Uh, I was playing, if I remember, I was just playing the centre of the three. Hoggy was playing on the left and uh, two or three times he'd let his man run across without and, and, and it was a man-to-man marking system. Anyway, but enough of that nonsense. But So I shouted at him a couple of times about staying with his man and then I had to go over across and give a corner away uh, tackling his man and I said to him, but usual for fuck's sake, you know, do your job right. And he, and he took a swing at me. And uh, and I, I had reacted before I'd even thought about it, and uh, you know, luckily enough he missed. And but unfortunately, I managed to catch him, um, and I got I got seriously got a fourteen game ban. That's right. mental. Honestly, got a fourteen game ban, and uh, could have been worse. You could have been Duncan Ferguson and ended up in the jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad. That's too. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was it? Was it a matter of just like, kissing and making up the next day? Was it one of the ones like? I. I mean, the the it was. We were actually unfortunate because what had happened was Ray Rose were filming it just for must have been for uh, just for the man in the BBC. Uh, so they were filming it, and uh, somebody for the for the Rovers had sold it to the one of the news outlets, and and it, that's what caused the problem. It was on the telly; it was shown in the, in the evening news, you know. So, and then of course because of that, then I got hauled up before the SFA. If it had just been the referee's report, I, I, I think I might have just got one or two games, and that would have been it. But um, the fact it was on telly, they, they felt like they had to to do something about it. So. If you if you type it into YouTube, it's like Shireen Anjanani. We have required we have acquired shocking footage for a game at Rafe Rovers yesterday. Shocking footage. So it must have been like on Scotland Today that night or whatever, because it was like. Oh, sort I, of I like remember it. I remember watching it. Aye. <laughs> and that's yes. why I've always wanted to ask you that question. There we go. <laughs> Not one of my fondest memories, unfortunately. <clears throat> no, sorry, sorry for 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 uh, to bringing that up there. I'll get to fuck. That's <laughs> not my fault. Craig, if you apologise about Chris Toll, sorry, mate. By the way, it's not one that I don't get <clears throat> used to anymore. <laughs> uh, nah. On a so, wee bit here, on a kind of uh, lighter note, um, 1986, um, Hearts and Dundee, you, I, I don't really know the story because I was, I mean, I didn't know the story, I've read about it, I was born in 88, Craig, um, but tell us a story about that season, Hearts were they 10 minutes away from winning the, the league title. And it was a game that you unfortunately missed out of because of the injury. Or I've heard that it's because we were arguing this before we went on air. Somebody told me it was because you had the shits. Bob said it was because no, there was like was a no, viral. Was there no like a thing that wiped out some of the players or something, Craig? Aye, it was. I had sickness and diarrhea <clears> during <throat> the night before the, the night before the match. You shouldn't have went to Celtic Park for your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so I, I woke up in the morning. I felt 
you know, I'd been sitting yeah. in the toilet and I felt terrible, you know. And I'd phoned um, to let the manager at McDonald know. Um, and he said, look, just forget it. Um, little did I know they'd fuck it up, though, eh? For <laughs> 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 one game. One game. One game. He said one job. Listen, listen, one game, one game, one game, one game, Oh, sorry, oh, Tommy. By the way, Stephen, don't, don't, don't ever fucking correct me about Celtic again, mate, all right? All right, mate, all right, mate. Here, Craig, you know what I want to ask you about, right? You said it on BBC, right? And, and I kicked off, right? But you were talking about this year, you would rather see Rangers win the league because you're fed up listening to this 10 and 0, Kieran, and you know that if Celtic win 10 and 0, we're going to have to put up with it for years. Do you still stand by that? No, I'm I, I, I fed up with the two of them, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's all, that's all people think football is in Scotland. I know, where you go? And the, and the press, the, the press play up to it all the time. Eh? And I mean, this whole the whole stuff last season, my heart's getting relegated, was a nonsense, you know, absolute nonsense. And, you know, part of it was to do with Celtic getting the, the title so that they could, you know, try and break this, this record of nine in a row. So um, I just I just can't be bothered with it. That, that for a while David Murray ran Scottish football and Rangers were calling all the shots and were getting all the the good publicity and now I think Celtic are, are doing exactly the same and mm-hmm. they call they call the shots with all the big decisions in Scotland and I, and I think it's really unfair and uh, so I can't be bothered with the, the nonsense you know right, so tell me this one man if Neil Lennon loses his job tomorrow and say like offer you it do you take it? If Neil Lennon loses his job, I'd be bitterly disappointed. Eh? I think he's done more than enough to deserve the opportunity to, you know, to stay in charge. Ah, I mean, you can see how they're playing the now, and that's why you're saying you want Lennon to stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, I, I like Lennon. He's a good lad, and uh, you know, he just he knows more than most what what's required at Celtic. So there's a long way to go yet. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think? Okay. You, never, you never answered my question there. Would you take a job? I doubt very much whether they get offered that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hypothetical. Come on, mate. <laughs> All right, fair play, but we better. Eh? <laughs> have you, Craig, in your time away from Hearts now, have you, have you applied for any jobs or have you been approached for any jobs that you've just thought it's not been right for you? Yeah, I've had a couple of uh, foreign uh, opportunities to go to foreign clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was a situation where I nearly took a job in Canada um, recently, um, but I, I really don't know what's what's around the corner, what I want to do, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'll just sit tight for the moment. I'm enjoying doing the, the radio stuff. That's been a good laugh. So um, I quite like that, and, and I'll see. I'll just wait and see what comes up. You know what? You see, listening to you on the radio, it's like we were saying earlier on. It's like a different person than, than we've seen on. 
on the sidelines of the pitch and stuff like that. You're a lot more laid back and you come across really well as well. I think the boys will agree with me there with you. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Aye, That's why we were delighted to get you on the show today. Absolutely. Do you think that is... Do you think there has been a change over the years with you, Craig, or have you always been the same, do you feel? Because in the last couple of years, as I said, you've you've totally entertained me and, and plenty of other folk with your post match interviews and press conferences. I think you're I think you're money. <laughs> I, I love I love watching your interviews. And is that is that been a, a, a kind of change in yourself over the years, or have you always had that? And I've just missed it. Um, been, I think when I was younger, I was more guarded, and mm-hmm. you know, I love I love having a laugh. You know, it's one of the best things. Um, and, and I love having to carry on football. When you, when you get brought up in football, there's nothing but wind up. See, that's what Aye. that's mm-hmm. what happens, and uh, the the banter's brilliant. So I've always Aye. I've always enjoyed a, a laugh and a, and a carry on. But I think when you're the manager of a club, and, and particularly if things aren't going well, it's quite difficult to be jovial about it. So you know, and you're representing the club at every opportunity that you're on the on the telly or on the radio, and you have to be very careful about what you say. I think the older you get, you feel more comfortable doing media, and then sometimes it, it just gets boring. So I'll throw a couple of things in just to try and lighten it up. <laughs> I think it's the, the older you get, the more honest you get. I know. Okay, when you're talking about the kind of the jovial stuff and having the banter eh, at club management. How different was that when you were the Scotland manager, the international level to club level? How did you? What did you prefer? Well, the, the club management is much. I would say it's, say it's much easier. It's not. It's, it's held a lot harder, but mm-hmm. it's it's a proper job. Aye. You know, it's a day 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 mm. job rather than absolutely, aye, absolutely. And I, I really struggled with the with the time in between the games. What to do? And I was down in England watching games and going to training grounds and stuff like that. But I just found it. Uh, I just found it weird. You know, you, you got the players together for sometimes for two weeks, sometimes for a week, and then three months before you get anything else. And of course, in that three months, you're working at all the things that you're going to do next time the players come back. Um, what system you're going to play? What your team's going to be? And invariably. When, when the players did come back, firstly, you couldn't do an awful lot of training because they just played for the clubs. And secondly, half a dozen of the ones that you were going to play were injured. So mm, it was a hell of a frustrating time. Well, it, must, it must have been hard as well when you forgot to call up any strikers that time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, they, were, they were all playing terribly at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the recent events then, the Steve Clark stuff? Do you watch that? Brilliant. They qualify brilliant. Brilliant. I, I, I'm a big fan of Steve. He's very practical. And uh, when he got the job, I was I was really pleased, you know. It, it, it is frustrating, you know. I mean, one of the reasons I took the job, the Scotland job, was, was basically um, it was getting to the stage that the next manager who got Scotland to a major tournament was going to be, you know, a hero, really, because mm-hmm. nobody had managed to do it for ages before me. And afterwards... There'd been a number of people who'd tried as well, but we had all got to a stage where we we looked like we might have a chance of getting qualification, but it didn't happen. And uh, it was brilliant for, for Stevie and, and for the country, for everybody, to, to get a chance to, to go back to a major tournament. I mean, I was involved in 1990 um, 
And it was one of the best experiences of my life. And, you know, for a, for a whole generation of players to have really missed that opportunity, some brilliant players missed that opportunity to play in a, in a world... Uh, in the World Cup or in the Euros, uh, it, was, it was a real shame. Have you got any kind of sort of great memories for you at the World Cup? Any stories for when you were there? Um, well, leave it, leave no, it, Costa Rica. <laughs> we, I mean, we, we had, uh, I don't know if you remember that World Cup, but it was a kind of bizarre situation. We, 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 we played in the first game against Costa Rica and got beat. Um, then I made my, my sort of World Cup debut in the, in the Sweden game, um, yeah. and then of course we played. So I, I had an in, had an injury for the sort of last half of the season. I'd just come back from three years out with my knee injuries, and uh, I'd go, I think I, I played in the I think I played in the international match against Argentina. It must have been I don't know if it was December '89 or January '90. And then I managed to get into the squad for the, the tournament in the summer. Um, and obviously, it was, a, it was an unbelievable uh, tournament. But we, we had a crazy situation where we lost to Costa Rica. We beat Sweden. We lost to Brazil. But we actually still had a chance to qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the exact details of it. We had to wait on a, another game um, before, uh, you know, we could have still qualified if, if one result later that night had gone our way. Um, and and I think we'd gone out. I don't think we were supposed to. Be, I mean, like big big Dermot person had gone for a couple of beers just to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I just to, to settle the nerves, and uh, and we were sitting in the, the, the barn. Craig Brown came in. Sandy Roxburgh was the manager, and uh, so we're in trouble, boys. You were supposed to be at a meeting. Now, obviously, nobody told us about the meeting. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me a bit of, a, a bit of dressing down in the, in the, in the boozer. But, but he then stayed and had a drink with us, so it was all right. <laughs> Italian. Back to club football, Craig. Have you been keeping tabs on hearts in the championship? How have you been doing? Yeah, yeah, I've been I'm, I'm still really friendly with Robbie and, uh, you know, speak yeah. to Anna occasionally. I haven't spoken for a wee while this time, but I mean, I speak to her occasionally. And uh, quite a lot of the people still keep in touch. So, you know, I, I mm-hmm. think there's a certainty to, to go back up. And, um, you know, I just think what happened, um, well, this voting and all the rest of it uh, in the summer there was was just a nonsense, you know, the whole right. thing. I tell us how you feel about that. Come on. What do you, no. What do you, what do you Come on. I, I just think that there was a great opportunity for, for Scottish football to pull together and, and reorganise the leagues so that nobody... Um, was really punished mm-hmm. essentially for for the COVID situation. So I think Scotland football missed you know missed an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It definitely was it was it was murder during the summer when it every every episode we come on it was like here we go again here we go again it was just drama after drama and emails missing and quotes and stuff like that. It was just it was horrible when it? it was a de- it was a depressing time wasn't it. Hi, uh, it, was uh, it was a good laugh wasn't it. <laughs> Craig, Craig, uh, Craig, Craig, once, I, once again, Craig, myself and Grade will apologise for Chris Toll. Oh, you set me up there, Grado. Oh, you set me up, uh, my man. Fucking. It was like you're watching, you're watching like the Bundesliga, you're watching the English Premiership getting finished, and then up here, it's just 
it was farcical. And up here, obviously, I mean, you might be happy because Hearts might somehow beat Celtic in the final, but you're still finishing last season's Scottish Cup. It's a farce. Do you know what I mean? I know. I mean, it's all about money, isn't it? You know, the whole Aye. the whole thing's about money, and that's why the Scottish Cup continued. It was just everybody needs money, mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately, the, that that over was overriding everything last season when everybody made their decisions on on what they were going to do to finish the season. And uh, you know, there was a there was a hell of a sort of strong uh, will from one club in particular to finish the league in a certain way. Mm-hmm. I, 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 100%. I, 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 agree 100%, to... 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%,
he's a bright young coach, and, I, and I'd convinced the board to take a chance on him when Robbie left. That didn't work. I mean, it's, it's no doubt in his coaching capabilities, just that his life experience and, you know, being put in the, the hot seat, uh, I don't think he was quite ready for it. Um, but then we, when, when he went, then there was around the interviews and uh, the board and Anne in particular wasn't happy with, with any of the sort of people that had been interviewed. And they asked, one of the board members asked me if I would, if I would take the job. And at first I said no, um, but then the thing dragged on and uh, eventually I went to Anne and I just said, look, I'll, I'll go back in and do it for the time being. See if we can get things back on track, you know. And, and I kind of wish I hadn't. I mean, the, the director of football stuff was quite onerous. Never mind taking on the. Never mind being the manager as well and director of football. That's a double dunter there, Craig. Isn't it? Well, how, how do you think Romanov felt? He was the owner, the director of football, and the manager. The goalie coach. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's on the run. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, allegedly, Craig. <laughs> but, but is that something you like doing? Because you've done that at Dundee United as well, wasn't it? That you, you had the two, the two positions: the director of football and manager. Is it? Do you just love getting in about it? The extra stuff that's that's, that's added and running the club. Is that your deal, or is it just you've been asked to do it? Yeah, well, a lot of the time, I mean, I've got a huge interest in uh, the development of younger players. You know, I really I take great. Enjoyment and, and pleasure from you know seeing good young lads that you've had in academies. I mean, I, John Sewer, the first time I coached John Sewer, he was 12 year old, Aye. you know. So, Aye. and you know, there, there was loads of uh, kids at Dundee United that have gone on to do uh, really good things. Armstrong was there, was Ryan Gold, was there, there was loads of them. And at, and at Hearts, first time round, you know, Craig Gordon, I gave him his debut. Um, and he's gone on to obviously Crystal Perra gave him his debut. So there's those younger players. Uh, I've got a great delight. It's one of the pleasures of, of being a manager is that you know working with young players at, at those ages, twelve to sixteen, and and then eventually seeing the players progress to be good enough to play first team football, and then a lot of them go on and play for for the international team. So. Yes, it's good to get paid for doing the job, but I just think getting paid is not enough for me. Aye. I like to get something else out of, you know, out of the job and and you know, playing paying close attention to what's happening in the academy is something I've always had a keen interest in. Is that, it must yeah. be it must be decent as well. But if you're the director of football and you're the manager, then at least you know that you're the one that's making the signings as well. I mean, the thing is, the thing about the director of football, there isn't a, there isn't a real sort of defined um, job description for it because a lot of clubs do it in different ways. I mean, a lot of clubs are abroad. It's the, it's the director of football and the, and the scouting department that sign all the players. Aye. And then they give them to the manager and say, here's the players that you've got to work with. <laughs> you know, in in uh, Scotland and and England, but not so much England now, but it's kind of frowned upon, you know, that... that the director of football should be involved in anything to do with picking the players. But I mean, you know, even like uh, Hibs, Celtic have got transfer committees, you know, where, you know, the, the people there make decisions based on, you know, what the collective is rather than just the manager himself. So mm-hmm. it's, things are changing and, and the director of football role isn't as, as clearly defined as, as people think, you know. Sometimes you never hear of any director. Yeah. You know, a lot of the club, big clubs in England 
all they all have directors of football, but you never hear from from these guys. There's quite an alien thing up here. I remember when Rangers done it, uh, and then the, obviously Ross Wilson's there, the new, but it was like a kind of it was alien to a lot of Scottish football supporters. That I think had, had Celtic you know? not done it previously with Kenny Dalglish and John Barnes, was that not that aye, kind of thing? Aye, I don't think so. I fucking hell, remember we had Jock Brown. I say, right. aye. Did, did, did he did he run down with notes, Jock Brown? Did he that, ever do that? <laughs> 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 Tell us about that, Craig. Was that actually real? Because I don't know if that was ever cleared up. That you that was a, that, that that was nonsense. Eh? That was, was it? Yeah, absolute nonsense. I mean, in all my time as the director of football with, with Robbie or, or Ian. I never got involved in telling them who they should sign or who they should play, ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, even during matches, I never got involved at all. That wasn't my responsibility. And in fact, I was there as a sounding board for them if they wanted to, to come and ask me stuff. Um, and my mm-hmm. main thing was once they'd made their mind up about which players they were wanting, my job was to go and get them mm-hmm. um, and get the, get the deal over the line. So... I mean, Robbie's been on record numerous times saying exactly the same thing, and Ian said the same as well. So, um, it's just the only it just caused um, it caused a bit of grief, and, and it wasn't true, basically, you know. So, obviously, it was you recommended Ian Catherine stuff, then, Craig. Have you ever sat down me and after it had a beer and go, What the fuck were you playing at there, Ian? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you had to, st- had to step in for you there, mate. Come, come on. on. You're giving me a redneck here, son. <laughs> I end up in a fucking documentary because of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I haven't had the chance to do that. He's, he went down to... He's, down he's down on the road. run as well. We're over on. <laughs> <laughs> he's, actually, he's got a decent job now. He's he has. Premier League teams, isn't he? Is it Wolves? Wolves, you know, aye. Is it Wolves and Nuno? And, I mean, he went to uh, Rio Ave in Portugal with, with Nuno and then... He went across to Spain. Who was he with in Spain? Um, but Nuno, it was where Nuno was, I can't remember the top of my head. And then, obviously, he'd come back, went to Newcastle, then came to Hearts, and Nuno had gone to to Wolves. So, I mean, you know... Where, where does that connection come from? Uh, he, met, he met Nuno at a, on a SFA uh, A-licence course, I think it was. Do you not think that the, with Ian Cathro, though, the players and the Scottish football mentality held him back? Do you not think he's a wee bit ahead of his time for Scottish football? I do think he is on the coaching front. I really do. I, I don't... See, the, the, the thing is, in Scotland, uh, you got to play the game with the media, you know, and, and I think that was something that Ian... I didn't think Ian took too seriously, you know, and he, he, he thought he could just sort of... You know, fob people off, and and it wasn't the most important thing that he had to deal with. So he was never really engaging in, as much as he. That was just my opinion, of course. But he's never really engaging as much as he needed to do to get to get them on side. Yeah. Um, and you know, the other thing is, he was brilliant with the players, brilliant with the players. But I think the media stuff was a was a real uh, problem for him. Um, is that right? Is that an, an act that you need to learn? Basically, how you're dealing with it, how much you tell them, how you tell them it. That must be quite a bit like playing chess with these folk and how. Yeah, you... well, it's, it's why a lot of times the, the, you hear fairly bland interviews because you know managers are, are, as I say, they represent the club and they're out there, they're the face of the club. So you know, if they put 
I say a word out of place, it can cause problems behind the scenes within the club. So you you tend to find that most of the interviews are absolutely terrible, but boring. Oh, okay. And and it's got, the, it's got the stage now that the, the questions that are asked by the media are, are just the same crap week in and week out. So Aye. you never really I remember you don't get a Walter Smith or a, a, a Jim McLean anymore, don't you? Not that no. just goes like that. Shut the fuck up. Right. Get any of them anymore, man. But I remember when Mark Warburton was the manager up up here for Rangers and Ronnie Dyer was the manager of Celtic. Mark Warburton said in an interview after he left Scotland, saying the press already had a preconceived thing that Ronnie Dyer was a baddie and Mark Warburton was a goodie. Mm-hmm. Then when Brendan Rogers came in, Mark Warburton then became the panel villain and Brendan Rogers was a goodie. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He says so. You're kind of wanting to hide him right away. Do you know what I mean? But, but you have to understand as well that behind the scenes there's a lot of work going on from those two clubs mm-hmm. with the media. Yep. Aye. You know what I mean? So they're, 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 the people at the top of the tree are, are, are manipulating things. Yeah. Tell me this, Craig. See what you say there about the media getting involved, right? I know, obviously, that you're, you've not got a connection with Celtic or anything, right? But do you think that they're actively bringing out all of Neil Lennon's pals just now to take the heat off them? What do you mean? That's like, a conspiracy. Over, no, listen, oh, shut up, you. Right, <laughs> like over the last over the last couple of weeks, you know what? Celtic haven't been playing very well right now. We're talking about the media. Strap here. yourself in here, Craig. Ah, here it's going go. to go a while. Uh, uh, no, it's not going to I'm go. Look at this picture, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not bothered, no bothered asking you, you bastard. I'm not <laughs> Fucking hell! It's, I need to put up with these two dicks, and then I need to fucking. Oh, I mean, take the hassle off you and all. So, that so Chris, 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 does that answer your question? I, I just fucking need to, man. Then he put me in with a two, whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, the sooner, the sooner that the two old firm teams get invited down to play in that. Billionaires League doing in England, the better will be for everybody. Oh, I think you're right there. I think you're right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. See, that's, well, I mean, it must be frustrating, folk always talking about the old firm. Tell us about the time, the, the, sorry, the, the Edinburgh Derby. Is that just magical? It depends. You win. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant fixture. Um, there's been loads of, uh, luck enough to be involved in lots of matches and, and there's been loads of brilliant stories and there's been some heartache as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love the game. I love the fixture. I love the lead up to it. And I mean, it's afterwards it can be sore and it lasts for a few days, but you know, you just need to get on with it. But <laughs> it, it, it's a, you know, I, 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 when people talk about derby matches and say the, 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 the old firm is the best derby in the, the world, but the derby matches are all the same. You know, it's just there's more people at those games. So, right, right. you know, if, if you, you've you got, I don't know, if you've got breaking against Montrose or something and an Angus Derby or whatever that is. Talbot and Cumnock. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. But it, it, it doesn't mean any less to the to the punters. It means just as much as it does to, to, the, to the Celtic Rangers and the Hearts and Hips punters, just that there's more of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Right. Derby matches are brilliant. But see how when we spoke about this start and uh, the key role with you and Lennon about the natural order and stuff like that, and he's telling you it's come back to it's going to come back to haunt you and stuff like that. Did you just laugh all that off? Was that just did you just love being involved with all that carry on? Did he I, take I, it too serious? See, the thing is for me that I'm not going to say anything that's offensive, mm-hmm. 
you know, it's a wind up, and I'm just having a carry on. And and I of know, course, of course. And, and I'm not. I mean, I wouldn't stand there before a before a derby match and say we're going to hammer Hibs six nothing today. You know, I mean, it's just nonsense. Now, that does get people's backs up. But I think, you know, when the games these games are coming around, you already have an eye on the on the fixture because you've you've looked at the beginning of the season to see when you're playing each other. And you let the grass grow and all. <laughs> <laughs> I may not. That was, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was just over my knees, actually. I think it was that. <laughs> Fuck's sake, me, me and Toad, would I get lost? <laughs> Can they find my way out the stadium that night? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. What do you think of Hibs now then? Looking across the, the other team there. Do. Jack's doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the uh, it's funny. I mean the the, the the they haven't changed the personnel that much from from last season, but you know they've uh, they're going really well. Um, I mean I I, I keep a, I'm not saying a, a favour of any good feelings for Hibs, but at the same time I like to see you know Edinburgh teams doing well, particularly against the old firm. You know, so. Aye. I think the boy up front, that'd be Kevin Nisbet, he's a good player. He's doing brilliantly, isn't he? Aye, he looks good, Aye. man. He really looks good. So, well, we move on to the sort of Craig. That's um, what we do every week, is we do a week. Um, you explain it, Bob, the quiz. You kind of bet on the What we do every week, uh, Craig, is we let Steve explain everything. <laughs> right, so every week on Football Daft, we put our guests' football knowledge to the oh, test in a 90 second quiz, Craig. I can Stevie, see tell you what you told them about us. Honestly, I, 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 ah. no, no, because you can't you tell them about it because then they won't come on. <laughs> <laughs> but at the top of the leaderboard, we've got John Sutton and Chuck Young, they're joint top with 15. We've got Mark Wilson and Keith Lasley tucked in behind with 14. What's the lowest? I'll get there, I'll get there. <laughs> Good Dr. Kenny Jukil and Kevin Harper are on 13. We've got other selected scores, including Barry Ferguson on 12, Charlie Adam on 10, Lee Miller on 6. But at the bottom of the table, the strongest man in Scottish football is Falkirk man David McCracken. He's at the bottom with 1. So what do you think, Craig? I'm going to try and beat David. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, so here we go. We'll get 90 seconds on the clock. Producer John Gray, do you want to ask a question? I'll ask the questions, Craig, and you can't pass. You have to get an answer, right? Uh, yeah, I, listen... I, I, I might get through two or three questions if I'm not allowed to pass. Well, just, just say anything. <laughs> just say something for, for the ones you'd like to pass. Right, we're ready, John. <clears throat> ready, Craig? Right. Which club did Aidan McGeady leave Celtic for? Good question. Um, <laughs> Middlesbrough? Angus the Bull is a mascot of which Scottish club? Angus the Bull. Aberdeen? At what club do you have your best win percentage as manager? What club? Well, good question. Is it Cowden Beef? Who is currently top of League One? Uh, Cove. Who is currently the manager of Greenock Martin? Oh, that's. Um, oh, Christ, what's his name? Davey. He was at Livingston, wasn't he? Was it Martin before? Hopkins. What team ended Liverpool's unbeaten run at Anfield this week? Uh, Aston Villa. What's the most goals you've scored in one season? Oh, 
four, five. One of those what, two. What junior team play at Beechwood Park? No idea. Who, <laughs> who, scored who scored Celtic's penalty against Hibs? Celtic's penalty against Hibs, when was that? Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. Can you give me a year? What year was it? <laughs> Saturday there, 2020. <laughs> oh, Celtic's penalty. Was it uh, Cal McGregor? Clay Davis from The Wire has revealed he supports which football team? I have no idea. I don't even know who Clay Davis is or what The Wire is. <laughs> time! time. <laughs> John, I think it's only me and you watches The Wire, mate. I think so. I think so. Right, we'll go through the wrong answers before giving you your score, uh, Craig. Um, Aidan McGinney left Celtic for Spartak Moscow. Oh, of course he did. He went abroad, didn't he? Uh, you had your best win percentage as manager at Hearts in your first spell, 43% win rate, apparently. Right. Uh, the Mighty Bairns <laughs> are top of League One at the moment. Um, but zero so far. <laughs> No, this is just this is just the wrong ones. Don't worry. Uh, Liverpool got beat off Atalanta last night in the Champions League. Right. Uh, Socky play at Beechwood Park. It was Edward that scored uh, Celtic's penalty against Hibs at the weekend there. And Clay Davis from the Wire has revealed this week a sports Denis Muir. There you are. So you managed to score three. Craig, honestly, mate, you have been a tremendous guest. Thanks for giving up your time. And that's in trips. I, I know we said last week, Morris Ross, but I've, that's my that's now the, my favourite. I, I fucking go. love that. I love that. Right. Did you enjoy yourself, Craig? Good, good fun, lads, but that's my last time on, right? <laughs> <laughs> What about the road show? You'll need to come and do the road, the road show, but mate, you'll need to be a guest, you know what I mean, on stage and all that. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Craig, I really appreciate right, it. Mate. Cheers, Craig. Thanks very much. Cheers, Football Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. Oh, Jutz, what an episode in Grado. You were like a Wayne in a sweaty show today, man. You were. I know. But I think everybody was. I think we were all kind of buzzing, mate. We as were. I said, seen his big cheery face. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing better than seeing somebody <laughs> that's, that's known for being. I want to say he's crabbit. He's no crabbit, but you know, stern. Stern, but fair. Aye, he carries a very serious demeanour, doesn't he? Aye. And the day he was just noising up toe and he's noising up us and he's just like, you know what? You know what? Craig Levine doesn't give a fuck, does he? No, man, he doesn't care, man. Pipe bomb! Imagine coming up with a Stone Cold t-shirt sitting in Guys, 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 let's go around the outro with fucking wrestling chat. Imagine Craig Levine on cameo. Happy birthday. But honestly, all the listeners out there, man, if you want to see it, try, sign up to Patreon, see the YouTube version, it was... He was funny, and it was just your reactions as well. Aye, he's, he's need to see us because he's his face was uh, it was expressive, wasn't he? he, was, he it's, what a what a guest, man! He was brilliant. He was funny as fuck, and I took my medicine off of my old way before. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
And talking of Patreon, uh, you can get involved, patreon.com forward slash football daft. You'll get all the bonus podcasts up there and all the outtakes and the teammates with Craig Lean, which is also good. But what else are you getting this weekend, boys? Oh, this oh, weekend. The watch along. One of Rangers, it could be a tough game, you know, they've got a shitey pitch. So it's one of the ones we go there with confidence, but obviously... John, as he said on Rangers Daft this week, is very yeah, quite confident you're saying, aren't you, John? Yep, it's the Football Daft Derby. Falkirk versus Rangers in the cup. Watch along, watch along. We're going like, to watch along. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to have a zo- bit of a Zoom uh, call. We're basically all we'll be Rangers supporters and probably just need <coughs> to come on and get absolutely <laughs> fucking slagged off Grado, Stephen and everyone else. That's um, just the same as every week, though, for you. Uh, that's, that's fair enough. Uh, but if there's any Burns out there that want to come along and watch the show... Watch along, sitting gear, uh, Johnny. Don't say that for fuck's sake, Grado. Get involved at patreon.com forward slash football daft. I'm having a bit of a watch along with the cup game this weekend. No, but honestly, this week will be a laugh Sunday. What's the kick off? 5 pm kick off? 7 o'clock kick off. 7! 7 o'clock kick off. And I'm oh, off on the Monday, so I am going to be fished and watching oh, this. Yeah, so mad. I'm going to have a few beers. And Graham, Graham's not doing it now. Graham doesn't have I'm, 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 I'm on Monday. I'm on Monday. Hold on, hold on, Grado. You were willing to stay up to watch Survivor Series that Sunday there, you cunt. Do <laughs> your job that you're getting paid Well said, Tom. Chris, well Chris you going to come on and uh, be a fellow Bairn? No, it's a range of cameras. No, I get, mi- I get mixed up for a burn too often, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, hurry up and get to this big brother shite. I can't, mate. I've already said that I'll, I'll tell him where the story. Remember when we were on the open line? Ah, we are up with Andy. Alan McLaren and Andy ah, McLaren. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's been great and everybody's been brilliant. We'll catch you next week on Football Daft. We definitely, <laughs> we definitely need to get a catchphrase for the end of this show. I know, man. I know, man. (laughs) That's it. That's it. I know, know, man. man. (laughs) Thanks very much for listening. I know, man. (laughs) (laughs) Audio Frontier.